the desire of ages prefigures, and the hearts of all mankind, of whatever rise or station in life, there are inexpressible longings for something they do not now possess. This longing is implanted in the very constitution of man by a merciful God, that man may not be satisfied with his present conditions or attainments, whether bad or good or better. God desires that the human shall seek the best and find it to the eternal blessing of his soul. Satan, but while his scheme and craft has perverted these longings of the human heart, he makes man believe that this desire may be satisfied by pleasure, by wealth, by ease, by fame, by power. But those who have been thus deceived by him, and they number myriads, find all these things pall upon the sense, leaving the soul as barren and unsatisfied as before. It is God's design that this longing of the human heart should lead to the one who alone is able to satisfy it. The desires of him that it may lead to him, the fulfillness and fulfillment of that desire. That fulfillness is found in Jesus the Christ, the Son of the Eternal God. For it was the good pleasure of the Father that in him should all the fullness dwell. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and it is also true that in him ye are made full. With respect to everyday desire divinely implanted and normally followed, Haggai calls him the desire of all nations, and we may well call him the desire of all ages. Even as he is the king of ages, it is the purpose of this book to set forth Jesus Christ as the one in whom every longing might be satisfied. There is many a life of Christ written, excellent books, large funds of information, elaborate essays in chronology and contemporaneous history, customs and events, with much of the teaching and many glimpses of the many-sided life of Jesus of Nazareth. Yet it might be truly said, the half has never been told. It is not, however, the purpose of this work to set forth the harmony of the Gospels, or even to give in strictly chronological order the important events and wonderful lessons of the life of Christ. Its purpose is to present the love of God as revealed in his Son, the divine beauty of the life of Christ of which all may partake, and not to satisfy the desires of the merely curious nor the questionings of critics. But even as by the attraction of his own goodness of character, Jesus drew his disciples unto himself, and by his personal presence, by his sympathetic touch and feeling in all their infirmities and needs, and by his constant association, transformed to their characters, from the earthly to the heavenly, from the selfish to the sacrificing, from small-hearted ignorance and prejudice 
to large-hearted knowledge and profound love for souls of all nations and races. Even so, it is the purpose of this book so to present the blessed Redeemer as to help the reader to come to him face to face, heart to heart, and find in him, even as did the disciples of old, Jesus, the Mighty One, who saves to the uttermost and transforms to his own divine image all those who come unto God by him. Yet how impossible is it to reveal his life? It is like attempting to put upon the canvas the living rainbow into characters of black and white, the sweetest music.